welcome to the MuseCast, where we squeeze every last drop of inspiration out of Sunday's sermon. <laughs> Dan is not in his typical space, no. so you're not in your rolling chair, no. so you this... have to rely on ab work. That's right, yeah, this love seat does not move, so... <laughs> Nice. Um, I'm sure uh, you've been doing, you know, your core work just so you can (laughs) do that properly, right, Dan? Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. Dan, this is the Tuesday after Christmas. Did you know? It is. Were you aware? It is. uh, I might still be uh, flying a little high on Christmas cookies. So, yeah, this could be a goofy one. This could be a very goofy episode. I, I think um, we would do better to say this one's not going to be goofy because I feel like the goofy ones are coming more and more. Um, but I think that's fun. I think that shows that we're just having a good time with what we're doing. That's um, right. But be warned, Musecast community, because this, yeah, we, you know what? We had our Christmas Eve service on Saturday. Many of you joined in via the live stream, and then we didn't have a service on Sunday. We were off and now it's Tuesday so it feels like it's just time is all kind of cattywampus and we're just still kind of in that post Christmas you know um is it a glow is it a fog is it a I don't know what um blessing whatever it is we're in it right it's a it's a a glowy fog that's what it is it's a a glowy fog so um in case you didn't know, if this is your first time here, we want to extend a very official welcome to you. And that gentleman is Dan Kent, and he loves you guys so much that he tunes in and does this show even whilst traveling the country. So that's really good to have uh, Dan here. I'm Shauna Boren, and we are wrapping up our Christmas light series today. Greg wrapped it up on Saturday with the light of hope. Uh, to cap um, the series that we have been in for Christmas and we'll give a summary. We have just a couple of um, inspirational thoughts and nuggets and then you'll be on your way and guess what? We won't see you until next year. That's right. Which is really just next week. So (laughs) it's not that long. (laughs) All good. All right, Dan, I think it's time. Hey, did you you ever have that relative or... uh, dorky neighbor kid who used to say see you next year you know on like the day before the you know that's yes i feel like i just before our very eyes became that i think i i didn't want to say it i didn't want to say it so you know (laughs) i well i feel comfortable enough to confess that to you all and guess what you'll never see her again like that (laughs) that lady is gone okay she did her little thing and she's gone. So yeah. we're good. We're back. Back, yes. back, back. Um, all right, all right Dan, well, I, summarize I, us. Give us a I summary. do have a summary, but I also have a, a quick, just a quick question, just a update question from you first. Um, oh, did, the Lakers, did the Lakers win this weekend? No, no, no. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You guys. Okay. I screamed over Dan's uh, tail end of that question. The question was, did... Lakers win this weekend when they played on Christmas Day. Um, no, no, they they did it, mm-hmm. and this is why they did it because I and my they were having a great first quarter, second quarter, halftime. They were ahead. LeBron was doing his thing like only he can do. 
So I text Dan, Merry Christmas. How are the Timberwolves playing today? Oh, that's right. They're not playing. <laughs> but the Lakers are. And then they just stunk it up the rest of the game and yeah. lost. So, yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, which I pro- it probably does, the Timberwolves got totally destroyed by Miami. So, so okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're both in the same boat. <laughs> we are. We are. So let's just, how about if we just do a muse cast and let basketball yeah. be basketball, you know? That's right. Let That's let right. them do them and we'll do us here That's... on the muse cast. That's that right. That feels good. Yeah. Well, my sermon this week will probably be pretty brief because, uh, you know, Greg's the sermon was just so tidy. <clears throat> Plus, it was a little shorter than normal because we had the, the candle activity at the end and, and so forth. But, you know, we've been doing this Christmas series called Christmas Lights, where we look at like these various uh, th- things of darkness, these various darknesses that we experience in this life. And we look at how the Christmas story can shine a light into that darkness. And so we looked at, for instance, week one, we looked at uh, just the chaos and instability that we're all experiencing right now and how the peace of God can be leveraged against that instability and chaos. And really the fact is, is that there's always been chaos and instability and God has always been the same God throughout. And he has these everlasting promises that that he has not gone back on uh and 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 so we can continue to trust in those promises of of coming peace and uh and then week two um i looked at how right now there's a lot of people experiencing uh profound meaninglessness and futility and um and just how life without god inevitably leads to sort of this uh futile sort of meaninglessness and how uh, the reality of God can give us a destination that that makes our lives meaningful. Can give us a a, a context, a greater narrative that makes our our lives meaningful uh, that we can plug into. And then uh, last week I talked about uh, the profound loneliness that people are experiencing and how God as Emmanuel sort of uh, uh, provides uh, this profound resource to kind of push back against that loneliness. And then this week, Greg talked about uh, hope and really how how um, the uh, the Christmas story and that God becomes one of us and that God uh, takes this big step in fulfilling his promises. It, it, it reveals, again, this bigger narrative that we can uh, – that can fill us with hope to push back against the hopelessness that the world um, can kind of pretty easily nurture in us. And uh, he starts off the sermon by this really great point that um, that I, I've been thinking about ever since. Um, I Normally I get to hear his practice run through and this week I didn't. So I heard it for the first time right away at Saturday at three o'clock. And, uh, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And uh, it's uh, this idea that hope guides all of our actions. And it's such a profound idea. And so I definitely want to chew on that a, a little bit more uh, after I do the sermonry. But um, he just looked at how, you know, all, our whole lives every day, it's just this series of things that we hope for on these small levels. Uh, you know, I, I go shopping because I hope to find something that I want and, and, and so forth. But his question that he starts the sermon off with is, do you have a bigger hope uh, like that you can kind of plug in all of your little hopes? Do you have a bigger hope that that guides your life? Um, and, uh, and if you don't have that bigger hope, you uh, you will inevitably end up with feelings of hopelessness. And um, and so that's sort of what he he looked at. He sort of defines hope as this confident assurance uh, that something will happen 
and that uh, that's something in the in the context of the Christmas story, uh, that's something that will happen is very good and that the story will end in this profoundly good way. And so real hope then is is to live toward that thing that you are uh, uh, confident of. And and that's anchored in faith. And, and really, it, it, it makes sense that our hope is that the story will end well, just like the Apostle Paul says, just like Jesus says. And so in order to have that hope be real for us, I have to have faith. I have to trust in the person who is making that promise or who is is giving me that hope. And so uh, hope really does emerge out of faith. And so uh, Greg talked a little bit about the relationship between faith and hope. Um, and then he looked at um, the story of, of, of Simeon. Um, as this person who has hoped and um and he has you know lived his whole life hoping to see the messiah he was given this promise that he will not die until he sees the messiah and so in the story of Luke chapter 2 verses 25 to 30 i think 33 um Simeon finally meets the baby and he says uh once he does that now lord you are dismissing your servant that is uh now i can die and because uh, i have seen the messiah and what's interesting about that is that um Simeon says this where it's just still Jesus is just an infant and so Simeon is not going to be able to experience this revolution that all of the the Jews had anticipated they had anticipated that that the messiah would overthrow rome and and establish this new kingdom on earth and that's what they were all expecting and simeon wasn't going to experience that and yet he felt fulfilled anyway and what that indicates is that simeon felt fulfilled because he was not looking at his own little story he was tapped into this bigger broader story that he was ultimately a part of and um and so greg takes a little bit to look at that bigger story how israel was always meant to be a light to the nations and was always meant to be this force to you know free the oppressed and to push back against oppressors and to uh uh you know serve the poor to help the widow and the fatherless and all that kind of stuff that's what what Israel has always been about so that they could bless all of the nations and bring all of the nations under God and Jesus really is the fulfillment of that because that's you see in Mary's song and you see in in Jesus's own words and you see what John the Baptist says is that Jesus is the one who makes this hope real and um and so but it's the problem though is of course you look around and it doesn't look like the hope is very real it doesn't look like it's been fulfilled uh, and so greg takes a little bit of time there to look at the the nature of god's work in the world that god god doesn't work like violence violence can be very quick and and can look like it's solving a problem on the short term really efficiently but in the long run it just makes things worse whereas with god God's love is patient. God's love takes time. Real, authentic uh, godliness is something that you can't force on other people, but we each have to be transformed uh, in our own hearts. And so uh, the, the kind of tapping into this hope is, is a hope that also has with it this simultaneous sense of patience and uh, definitely longing, but it's a slow kind of uh, hope that, that, that we have to do uh, with a great deal of spiritual patience. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of my summary. It's, it's, um, 
uh, just, I thought a great way to end the series and it's always good to end the series with hope. And he, and Greg did that. So what did you think of the sermon? Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I was pointing at you. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because that was the big standout for me as well as that piece about hope. Like I, it was one of those, like, duh, like not like this hugely profound statement. And yet at the same time, hugely profound. Like I, I wrote it down. All of our actions are guided by hope. And I like, why, why did that just make me go, what? You know, and then just start thinking through that reality. Um, that I just, I love that. I loved it. I loved ending the series with hope. I loved, of course, that it was Christmas Eve. I love the narrative that we got to be a part of in, in hearing about Simeon, right? Like, just a normal guy, you know, a righteous man, but like no, no one of like, you know, huge reputation or he certainly wasn't royalty or you know what I mean? Like he just wasn't big and important, nor was Mary, nor was Joseph for that matter. You know, it's like, and the way that Jesus came, he just, he just came to a bunch of nobodies. It was announced to a bunch of nobodies to be everything for everybody. It is, it is just so profound. I love it so much. Um, and so, yeah, with you, I am just really, really, really happy with the way this uh, the series ended, and and even beyond the sermon, just the whole service was great. You know, with with the candlelight um, and the and the singing and the kids and just the togetherness, it just it felt really cool to be a part of it, and it made me again thankful for our our body, our community at Woodland Hills, um, both locally and beyond. So just, yeah. yeah, pleased as push over here. Oh, that's good. Now you were actually yeah. in the building. I had to watch online. So what was yeah. that like with the candles? Was that, was that pretty cool? Yeah, it was really cool because so what, what, I don't know if you guys could see it, but like me and another person will go up and we get our candles lit from Greg. And then we like, uh, one person goes to one side of the auditorium. I go the other side and we just kind of start lighting and then people light one another's and yeah. it just like, it literally just starts to spread, you know, and it's just yeah. really cool just to see it happen. And then for the kiddos, they have um, battery operated ones because we, you uh -huh. know, had to be safe <laughs> there. But it was just really neat just to see it. Like it just literally was, was this ripple effect of like candlelight and then just the singing. And yeah, it's a really cool experience, you know, with a few hundred people and yeah. Um, yeah, I love yeah, it. I've always so I've great. always loved that, you know, where you just see that little light over on the other side of the big room and then it just kind of spreads yeah. and you get then all of a sudden there's just this kind of blanket of light over the crowd and it's uh it's such a cool thing. And it's it's it weird really too, is. like you know, it's weird like you know you'd think at like my age that wouldn't be interesting anymore. Like fireworks, for instance, ah, eh, they bore me, but for some reason mm -hmm. the candles it still just enthralls me. I, I just, I love it. So. The same. And yeah. And I, I just, I don't know if it like feels like it takes on a deeper meaning, like with us lighting one another's candle. And I know that like, I always panic. I'm like, how am I going to get to everyone in the room? Like, <laughs> how am I going to get, you know, and I don't, because I don't yeah. have to, because everyone is lighting one another and it's just spreading. So it, and it's beautiful. It's just, it feels yeah. really, really cool to be a part of. So yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. Well, that's well good. Dan, um, Oh, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to, uh, yeah, not, not really. I was just going to leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> well, I just, we, we just wanted to give people kind of like our hope for Musecast and those of you who tune in and interact with us and the greater Woodland Hills audience community. You're not an audience, you're a community. You're like, you're in this with us. Like we're doing the things together. 
So we just wanted to give you guys like our hope uh, since that's the way we ended this series um, for this next year and then leave you with the final nugget of 2022 and that'll be our show for today. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, should I start? All right. Yeah, I think you should. All right. Well, I think as I was thinking about this question, like what do I hope for the community into 2023 and just thinking about the series that we have, the series multiple series that we have coming up. Um, I guess I just, my hope, and that, that is that what I trust is that I trust that the the teaching of the Bible can transform people and um, and that the world is in some senses getting scarier and scarier and scarier uh, and less predictable and more chaotic. And, um, and yet, the teachings of scripture, I believe, are just as transformational despite all of that stuff. And and that's what I'm really hopeful for, that we can uh, uh, really continue to be a transformational, uh, transformational community, even in the face of um, a society that's rapidly changing. You know, I just talked to an acquaintance who was thinking about opening a coffee shop, and we were just marveling at the fact that things are so different now than in the 1990s when Starbucks first became really popular. Starbucks became really popular largely because uh, Starbucks became what was called a third place. You know, people had home, they had work, and then Starbucks was their third place. And But now Zoom is people's third place. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's even their second place. And so starting a coffee shop now is totally different than starting one even 10 years ago. And, um, and it's just weird how the world changes like that, where even something as simple as a coffee shop is no longer the same as it used to be. And so how much more so are all the other things in our lives different because of the way uh, our society has changed. And, and my hope is that we can continue to show and adapt as a church to all of those changes that are happening and show how, Again, like in the same way that Greg said in week one, even though things may be chaotic and and there might be turmoil, God is the same and his transformational power is the same and his call for our lives is just as beautiful and just as important for us to pursue. And uh, I'm really looking forward to being a part of that into 2023 here at Woodland Hills. Amen, Dan. Um, That was really good. Uh, my hope, uh, and and like Dan said, this is what I believe to be true. This is just like, oh, I, I, it's not a, it's not a, a foolish wish, or not like rubbing the bottle of a genie. Like I, <laughs> I believe that we are, we we have um, purpose, um, and we have we have evidence and scripture for my hope for us. And like Greg reminded us, like biblical faith is what is it? I lost. Oh yeah, always looking forward. Biblical faith is always looking forward. And so as I'm looking forward, the word that keeps coming to mind is refuge. Like, I believe that we have really seen um, this last year, but also like just during COVID, like when we've, we when we have adapted um, to be a, a better accessible to our community near and far, um, I believe we've seen our community be a refuge to and for one another, like in just really remarkable ways. And strangely enough via zoom like via this technology that that everything would tell every relationship person would tell you this is never going to work somehow some way the spirit like breaks through and i my hope for our community this next year is that we would continue to do that and even more so that we would really lean into 
truly being a refuge to one another, learning to love together and growing together and serving together and just getting really creative. And by that, I mean, tapping into God's creativity with, with how we can do that, like as scattered as we are, but as, but in a united way, like physically distant distance, we're scattered, but like, I feel like our hearts are truly knit together. And that is so cool. I have met people and I, I call people friends and brothers and sisters that I never would have met before this, you know, and I'm so thankful for that. And my hope for us is that we would continue to grow and live into that. And, and so much so that that would spill over into our local context. And by that, I mean, our homes, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, or where our grocery stores, like wherever we find ourselves, that refuge, that, that spirit of being for one another, um, that third way approach in such a polarized society uh, would really begin to spill over. And people would then truly begin to go, huh, like we'd be known for something different than, you know, what most believers have been known for of late. So that is my hope for our community. And I see it and I believe it. And I am just looking forward to being a part of it. Like you said, Dan, yeah. really excited. Yeah. Amen. That's yeah. That's awesome. I awesome. second that. We're, we are filled with hope and that hope is taking us to nugget time Ooh. final nuggets of 2022 dan yeah. are you ready i'm nugget ready time. all right all right <laughs> is, that, is that the nugget dance is that what that is i think so i think it's gonna be the nugget <laughs> trademark it yeah <laughs> nobody can steal it now it's ours <laughs> that's awesome well, you know, I think my nugget is just going to tap into that first insight that that both that hit us both. This idea that um, really hope guides all of our actions, and what I would say is that you can kind of reverse engineer that too, and 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 ask this question throughout your day: What hope are your actions based on? And so, look at your actions and ask the question: What am I hoping to that this action will do? Uh, and whether that's uh, you know, going to the store, or, uh, you know, going to watch TV, playing a video game, you know, what is the hope that um, that is fueling this? And I, I, I don't know exactly what that will do, but I, I just have to think that if it's true that everything is guided by a hope, uh, which is another way to say it's guided by an expectation, um, being conscientious of that uh, allows you to then be more proactive about your behaviors. And which is not to say that you shouldn't play video games or anything, but just know what you're doing there and be more conscientious of, hey, I need time to just veg out or whatever. And I'm hoping to give my brain some rest and just kind of be mindless for a while. That's fine. But being aware that that's exactly what's fueling that, man, I just think that that can can offer a lot of personal insight in a cumulative way. If you start thinking about your day in that way, that everything I do today, there's a hope attached. And it's it's obvious the thing that I'm doing, but what's less obvious is the hope that might be guiding it. And um, and I, I think that there could be a great personal spiritual reward if, if we start thinking about the hope attached to all of our behaviors. As mundane as those behaviors might be, uh, I, I, I think there could be great potential there. Mm, that is so good, Dan. And I actually want to, my, my nugget piggybacks off of your nugget and we didn't even plan this. So nugget dance, Woo. nugget dance. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, I'm, I am a reflector, right? And so the question I've been asking myself um, and the question I want to pose to us, and then I would love to end um, by reading 
our a centered prayer for today, which I feel like ties in so nicely to this, um, is is asking myself like, if if all of our actions are driven and guided by hope, like what we are hoping for, by some sort of hope, and if I'm feeling unfulfilled, if I'm feeling without calling or purpose, or if I'm feeling like that that isn't being satisfied, that's like one of those indicator lights coming off that like I'm I'm placing it in the wrong place or the wrong people because really our ultimate hope is found in Jesus. And that may sound cheesy, but it's so true. And so when we're trying to get life from all these other things, we are not going to be alive with the hope that gives us all that we need. Um, we don't, we're not alive with that hope, with that promise, with that ultimate um, victory of, of love winning, like love conquering all. And so that's just a question that I, I've been asking myself, but I encourage you guys, like if you ever, or, or if you're in relationship with someone who just is kind of like, just feeling, eh, and it happens, we all have those moments. That's okay. Um, nothing to be ashamed of. But again, Dan has always talked about that indicator light. I think that's another like little warning sign and, and, and to say like, mm, maybe my hope has been misplaced. Maybe I'm trying to, to sustain that or fill that with, you know, clout or money or possessions or other people or whatever. I can't say what it could be, but it's worth reflecting on um, and asking the question. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Amen. All right. So for our final, final, final newscast of 2022, we're going to close out with this centered prayer. And um, it's called, I turn my heart to the warmth of your love. <laughs> Source of song and light of love. I lift my silence and praise to thee. You hold the mysteries of the heavens and manifest the gift of light through all suns and stars above and sons and daughters below. May your kingdom come on earth as it is in the heavens. On this winter day, I turn my heart to the warmth of your love to melt away the barriers to your way and your will. In my simple and silent surrender, Help me become what I already am, your light-bearing heir. Amen. Mm. That's awesome. Hey, could you show that book again? Yeah, absolutely. It's this guy. Can you see that? Centering yep. Prayers. Looks good. Trabenhaus. Is that how you say it? That's good for me. Oh, good old Pete. <laughs> good old Pete. Thanks, thanks, Pete. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, Pete. <laughs> All right, you guys, we appreciate you so much. We hope that you have a Merry Christmas and we do hope you have a happy new year. And we are excited to continue in this journey with you guys in the new year. Um, and we are filled with hope for what uh, God will do in and through this community. So thank you so much, you guys. Take care and be blessed.